welcome to the 12th episode of the Brown Boy podcast. On it, we have a returning guest again with Kurt. Um, I'm very happy to see him again, or hear him again on the show. Uh, how are you today, Kurt? Likewise, mate. Not too bad. So, um, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm doing much better than I was before. Um, how's things with you? What's new? What's been going on in the last few weeks since we last seen you and last spoke to you? All right, well, not too much different, mate. Just busy working, um, clients, a lot of PT sessions. Uh, is, I mean, over the past couple of weeks, cryptocurrency has been quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've said you don't, do you, do you not follow cryptocurrency or do you not? So myself personally, um, I know a little bit about it. Now, my brother, he's uh, invested quite heavily into it. Um, he's, it? He, he's, in, he's in it for the long run. Uh, that's what he's yeah. told me in the sense but i mean no i'm not i'm not too aware of it in the sense of because I, i've heard it's quite volatile if i'm right mm. well you've um, got what? you've got to be in it for a long run really i think if you actually truly believe in it mm-hmm. uh, but for me it was like the end of 2000, 2016 2017 it had quite a big year where bitcoin just went crazy mm-hmm. again i mean it's it's gone crazy in the past before but that's when i got into it a few years ago mm-hmm. and uh it was it was quite um it was quite interesting it was i mean all these different cryptocurrencies were going were increasing in price and yeah it was quite like uh it was obviously really volatile but it was quite a um what's the word i don't know it's quite a lucrative yeah you can make quite a bit of money off it but yeah, then it, yeah well, then it crashed, it crashed, and it's been down for a couple of years. Bitcoin's been just slowly, like, gradually increasing, but it's still been fairly low. And then over the past few weeks, there's been a, a fair bit of price change. Yeah, because my brother was saying there was something to do with some, whether it was Bitcoin or another cryptocurrency, where he was technically a billionaire for four seconds. So what happened was it went up or something. I don't know whether it was Bitcoin or another currency. It went up, yeah. it went up exponentially. And for obviously for four seconds he was a billionaire, but obviously he couldn't sell it in that quick amount of time. Yeah. Um, and I feel that's interesting. That's what, I mean that kind of sums up what I know about cryptocurrency. That it's kind of always up and down in a sense. Yeah. That that kind of thing can happen. There's all these different what are called altcoins, which are just other alternative coins to Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And um, some of those have the potential to do like hundred x gains in such a short space of time. Um, Mm-hmm. And then I think like these glitches might occur where on on an exchange that someone might sell for the stupid price and cause little spikes. But um, yeah, the, if you get lucky with the right altcoin, you can make a lot of money. It's just it's just researching the crypt each cryptocurrency, what they do, uh, deciding whether you actually believe it's it to be valuable. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, your brother's in it for a long run. I think. The best bet, if you if you don't know much about cryptocurrency, is just buy Bitcoin. Um, buy it when it's down, or dollar cost average it, where you just buy. Say I buy, I have a, a standing order, bi weekly. So every two weeks, I buy something called Ethereum. Yeah. Um, and I just leave it, and then potentially when if if cryptocurrency does become mainstream, and you know the end goal is that it takes over fiat currency. Exactly, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because there's there's a theory that eventually it will take over the main economy and that will become the main the main currency of the world, really, won't it? Yeah, potentially. 
potentially. I've I've I stopped really following it for a couple of years, and I've just dollar cost average bought Ethereum. But um, this it looks like it might be quite a big year for it this year, and it's a good time to buy Bitcoin now because it's gone down quite a lot over the past week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what do you mean when you, when you say a dollar cost average? Uh, it's like doing a um, it's like doing a direct debit for into a savings account. And you only put in however much you you can afford to put in, and however often, and you just let that automatically do it. And it's it's called dollar cost averaging because obviously the price fluctuates, but you're just buying at these set times. Yeah, so you're constantly so one week you might in. buy it high, the next week you might buy it low, and and you get a, what's called a dollar cost average. And would you say since you've been doing that, have you overall are you averaging? In a profit or yeah, in a negative? Yeah, so I did in in 2017. I had a bit of a crazy one where um I bought a load of different bought a load of crypto, got really into it. I just I saw the potential money to be made, so I just did a lot of research, got really excited about it. Probably got over a bit over went a bit over the top and um bought a load of crypto anyway, and I bought something called. Ant shares at the time, which is now called Neo, which right. is um, it was it was cheap back then when I bought it. I can't remember why I bought into it as well, but it did a it it increased in price a hell of a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I ended up with about well, I ended up with about seventy grand off of about I don't know a few a few thousand, and wow. um, yeah. And I had it on a me stupidly. I had it on an online wallet. And yeah. This I learned the hard way that um, I've never been fished before. But have you ever heard of phishing? It's like some sort of scam, isn't it? Yeah. Well, usually people like email you and you click on the link and it takes to a login page for say Amazon or something, and then they get your login details. Well, mm-hmm. I went onto my um, my online wallet just through Google. But I'd obviously, I'd obviously gone through a phishing link, maybe as one of the ads or something, and um, just logged into my wallet. It wouldn't let me actually log in. I was just, I, was, I didn't really understand why. And then, I don't know, I'm, I either closed the web page or something, tried it again, got in, and uh, I think it was all fine actually then. But then a few days later, when I logged in, everything was had just been moved out of my wallet. Oh really? So all everything. The whole, all... All yeah. Money. Wow. Yeah. Everything. I know. So that's that was crazy. just. I know. It, it was. Uh, I was a bit annoyed. Yeah, just that's an understatement. Yeah. Well, but to me, that money wasn't didn't really exist because until you sell your asset, you don't have actually, you don't actually have the money in your bank, yeah. do you? So yeah. I just kind of took it on the chin, and mm. I've just tried to build up my portfolio a little bit since then. Yeah. I've, but I think this year, mate, if you if you want to look at if you want to look at making a little bit of money or well, potentially just look into Bitcoin a little bit. Mm. Do you reckon it's a bit it's a big year for Bitcoin? Then is it going to increase? Do you reckon? <sighs> There's a big potential for it too, but then over the past week it's gone against what everyone's been saying. It's gone down quite a lot. Yeah, I can see it was researching it now. It's gone down quite a bit, hasn't it? In the last yeah, year. but f- for me. That's just a good time to buy it because if Bitcoin does go through a bad period of time where the price drops, it's only really temporary. Temporary if you do believe in it. It's and future. If, some, 
if somebody wanted to like let's say get involved let's say even myself for example yeah. wanted wanted to buy bitcoin where, where would you go to do that yeah well <laughs> i'm not i'm by no means an expert by the way don't don't go off my advice as financial advice that's a disclaimer for everyone <laughs> out there <laughs> no and also I, i've i say i did all this research and stuff but i'm by no means an expert there's all, all these tech gurus and who actually know what they're talking about i mean i just i don't know just the individual i guess who's just trying to test it out and see what yeah, works really. exactly um but you can go on an exchange and one of the most popular exchanges is coinbase so go on something like coinbase.com and uh you can buy a few different cryptos there right a few of the mainstream ones because i can see that one bitcoin is about 6.8 grand is that right yeah yeah, so that's down from ten grand. It was ten grand last week. Wow! And then, so and, and I can see here. I'm just doing some research whilst we're on the call. There's also Ethereum that you were speaking about. That's gone up yeah. about almost half a percent. Yeah. So that's the daily. That'll be the daily percentage change. I haven't actually looked today. Um, so you know, like if you were to, for example, buy a Bitcoin, do you have to buy one coin, or can you buy like a no. percentage? No, you buy you buy a point, whatever. Okay. Yeah, and. You can, um, like stocks and shares, you can long and short Bitcoin and Ethereum and some of the mainstream cryptos. So you can, it's... Um, yeah, yeah, short it, yeah, I've heard that. It's like you bet against it. Yeah, it's like, futures, it yeah it's like futures contracts. So you can yeah. actually use leverage as well on mm. some platforms. And say for, let's, for, let's say, for example, like I didn't do this, but if you bought Bitcoin... Or you had Bitcoin on an exchange earlier last week and you shorted it and it's gone down, say, 10. Well, what's it gone down in the past week? It must have gone down about 20%. Yeah. You short that with 10x leverage, you make 200% gains on, on your initial investment. So even if Bitcoin's going down and if you do understand trading a little bit and um, technical analysis and, and stuff like that, you can... You can make money off it. It's worth looking into it and looking into it properly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I think um, the future is that way. I mean, it's going to be very volatile, but the future is heading more so towards that. Um, it's just yeah. a case of like, almost like we were talking about the long game. You have to have the patience to be able to stay in it for a long time because there will be there will be moments where yeah you're going to be down quite considerably. Yeah, and that does happen. But in in five, ten years time, twenty years time, whatever, you know, you could you could the gains could be huge, or they could be non-existent. But mm -hmm. you've only put in what you can afford to lose anyway. Um, it's just one, it's just one, um, one of your portfolio. If you invest like, in other things, you know, you say you talk about a portfolio. Now, the most portfolios that I know is based on my uni portfolio. So, but do you mean, <laughs> I mean, do you mean like a portfolio in terms of a different, a selection of different shares or a selection of different currencies? Yeah, that's how investors look at portfolios. Oh, that's their, their idea of a portfolio. But again, see, I'd love to be an expert and I'd love to tell you how the blockchain works in detail and why crypto is likely to overtake fiat currency. And, um, but. I don't actually know the ins and outs of it well enough. I know it basic, basic overviews and mm -hmm. things like, you know, your investment portfolio and stuff. I don't know much about trading and investing. I know your basic uh, technical analysis on charts and things like that, but yeah, I just, yeah, I, I just, 
if if you do want to trade it, do a hell of a lot of research, learn the ins and outs of it, and yeah, if you if you're gonna trade it, do some proper get learn some proper technical analysis. And be in it for be in it for the long run as well, and not not don't be yeah, impatient. Yeah, or, or just just take my word for it and buy a little bit of Bitcoin and hold it and see what happens. Mm. So what what made you get into it? Like going back to 2017 or whenever you started, how did you um, decide to like? Okay, this is what I'm going to put a little bit of money into. Because some people are scared to do it with certain things, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um. Oh, I don't know what it was. Don't know. I don't. I. You know what? It might have been one of my friends that mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Um. I told me to take a look at it. I think that's probably how I got into it. Back yeah. Then. Yeah. Mm. yeah but definitely. I remember I remember mate because I was um, I think I was in the first year of my degree mm-hmm. and I just started personal training on the side for, for actual extra money and I remember just trying to put what I could afford to out of everything I earned into uh, crypto and trade it and play about with it and I was making like a fair bit of money at the time and you know like but then the money- it's been Sorry, the, just to say, the past few years have been absolutely dead. The volatility has just been next to none. Mm. Uh, it's just, I've just mentioned it, as you said, what's changed in the past couple of weeks, just randomly. It's, uh, it's I've looked back into it and uh, got back into it, and it should be, looks to be a big year for it. Yeah, yeah. I think eventually, when, when it, once it's gone down such an amount, it's going to go back up, but like yeah, patience, well, patience is obviously key in that, in that, in that matter. Yeah, well, my little plan, and don't take, you know, don't just just copy this kind of thing. But <laughs> my plan is to um, buy as much as I can afford to while it's down, Ethereum and Bitcoin, and then uh, long it as as just when the price starts to go up in the next few weeks. If it starts to go up in the next few weeks, long it with um, maybe like 10x leverage. So what what does that mean? Sorry. That means so. Let's say you put a, th- a thousand pounds. Um, you buy, you you establish a position with a thousand pounds or dollars, with ten x leverage gives you the almost like the power of ten thousand pounds. So you're actually trading with ten times what you're actually trading with. Okay. So if there's any percentage gains, so, um multiplied by 10 as well so let's say if you buy bitcoin at 10 grand put a thousand pound in for 10x leverage and bitcoin goes to 20 grand and doubles you've made your double your earnings 10x does that make sense yeah yeah but then like can't you lose as well if you do yeah so that's the point of leverage trading is you have um you get a liquidation price. So if the if the price does actually drop below a certain price, you all of your funds will be liquidated. So you lose it all. Yeah. But that's, that's where stop that's, that's where stop losses come in. Yeah. So if you do if you do do that, you you should always put in a stop loss, and then rather than all your funds be liquidated if the price does drop considerably, you just lose a percentage. Ah, uh, no, is that what a stop stop drop is? Sorry, stop, stop loss. Drop. Yeah. Stop loss. Okay. Is that yeah. something extra you have to pay for as a service to allow you to do that? No, so let's say you buy it at 10 grand, it goes up to 15 grand, 
yeah. um, you could set a trailing stop loss so that when the price, if the price falls by, I don't know, $500, you, your position automatically closes and sells. Right. So if it dropped oh, down, see. yeah, if it dropped down to fourteen and a half thousand, you 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 sell, but that's obviously four and a half thousand profit on your initial trade. Yeah. Times whatever leverage. Ah, I see. And yeah. how, how are you? How are you able to like leverage it then? Like, how does it? How does that work? Yeah, uh, f- futures contracts baffle me, mate. You can do this with all sorts. You can do it with crude oil, buddy, coffee, weed, whatever. But. I don't fully understand how and why it works. Mm. Oh, vaguely, vaguely. Uh, but there's a few different platforms. There's, there's probably two decent exchanges that you can leverage to trade Bitcoin and Ethereum on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them's called Bybit. That's the one I mainly use. Um, yes. Yeah, so if you did, if you did, like, say, get some Bitcoin or Ethereum, send it over to Bybit learn a bit of technical analysis have a look at the charts and uh you know you're almost betting but you could just get a uh, enter into a uh, position now i think like ultimately the key is here is i mean we're not experts on this but the key ultimately is is to sh- is to ultimately what's it um yeah to do your research you know do your research and uh yeah at least and the reason i'm saying these things is because there's definitely potential for people to make money and uh, if you, yeah, it's quite it's quite fun. It's quite interesting. Trading seems like quite a uh, quite exciting sometimes. Yeah. And it can also piss you right off. <laughs> but it's worth it's worth mentioning it, spreading the word. Then if people want to look into it properly and not just blindly bloody bet on stocks, yeah, and that they can. It's a good it's a good it's a good option as an extra financial stream, which could potentially turn into your main financial stream in the future. Yeah. Yeah, if you just hold it and and so let's say people people are um predicting Bitcoin at half a mil in ten years time. So half a if it's worth what let's say it's worth about six thousand now, that's nearly what's six what's half a mil divided by six thousand. Half a million. <laughs> well, I, I I can't work that out fully, but if I got a little calculator here, I'll do it. Let's is do it, five five hundred thousand divided by six thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Is it ten thousand X? No. Five hundred thousand divided by six thousand. Spare me a second. I'll do six hundred then. No, it's, it says it's about eighty three point three three three. We can have him. Unless I'm doing it wrong. But anyway, anyway, regardless <laughs> of the calculation, <laughs> regardless of the calculation, we it's just know lot. that ultimately, yeah. uh, there's a lot that can it be made. But I was going, what I was going to say is ultimately regarding the um, uh, the cryptocurrency is, you know, how long? I mean, again, this is not advice we're all going to be taking, but just purely out of interest, how long should somebody be in the game for? Because as soon as, let's say, Bitcoin went really high this year, yeah, would you say that's it? Fuck it, let's sell it. Let's sell it and get the money and that's it i'm done like let's say mm. if went to like for example the two grand to 70 grand scenario if that was to happen again would you say you'd keep you'd take some of it and leave some in or would you take the all the whole thing and just like that's it finished yeah everyone's different i think you take profits when you decide best mm. uh you you've got to try and uh find the top sell the top yeah so, that's obviously really hard to do and there's but if you do look at technical analysis so if you're looking at charts 
of stocks and shares and Bitcoin or whatever, there's, you can see levels of what are called levels of resistance. So say when Bitcoin gets up to 10,000, that's a big level of resistance. It, it's, it tends to struggle to break past that. So you know mm. at these res certain resistance levels, that could be a good point to sell because it's going to struggle to uh, break through it. Um, and it may, it may even drop. So you could sell and buy back on the, on the low if it does mm. drop. And then hopefully, yeah, you've just got to look at technical analysis for that kind of thing, or you just hold it for as long as you deem fit. And if once you've made enough profit, you take it, or if you make some profit, you take it. Um, yeah, because the beauty of it is you could also take a bit of profit. Take yeah, keep exactly. Yeah. Keep, still, still keep it in. You know, you don't yeah. have to take the whole thing, in it. Yeah, the the whole thing in crypto is just hold, mate. If if you're not going to trade it, and you just you want a kind of an expensive lottery ticket that's got a decent chance of winning. Just buy some and hold it. Mm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. That's interesting. Taking a, look, a little turn away from cryptocurrency and finances. Um, well, let's let's look at something we didn't speak about last uh, last time we were on the show, and that was spirituality. And more so, really, like first of all, I'd like to ask you a question: what What does spirituality mean to you? Yeah. God, this is so so interesting. Um, I think, yeah, it's a fascinating topic, but I don't know what spirituality means, Jay, to me. It, I've never been spiritual. Um, mm -hmm. I've never been religious. I mean, from as long as I can remember, I've always thought this, you know, this whole Christianity thing. Obviously, I've raised from a Christ, not almost like a Christian background. Um, but I've always thought, you know, this is a bit weird. Like, these stories aren't adding up. Um, and I don't know if you've you've had it yourself, and I, I assume people get it with all kinds of different religions. Yeah, most, most definitely. Yeah, Islam and Christianity are very similar stories, um, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if if people from different backgrounds feel the same. But mm. yeah, so then I've since then I've been a, since as long as I can remember I've been a, an atheist, what? and then when I started to get into my teens, I uh, I really started to. Uh, look into what atheism was and look into why why religion is bollocks more than anything um, to me and this obviously my opinion um, but I, I just uh, uh, my beliefs are based off evidence and I don't think there's nearly enough evidence to uh, base your entire lifestyle on religion. religious script yeah so why do you think why do you think so many people have turned to it then? Because like religions have got so many adherents all across the yeah. world, and like it seems like a lot of people are in on it. And yeah, it's, it's interesting to think, isn't it? Um, like for me, I have a similar view to you. I'm kind of like born, raised in a religious background, but don't really follow it to an extent. And I kind of look at religion and I see like there's so many people that it does also have a positive impact on their life, no doubt. But there's also a case of like it's almost as if if they don't have that, they have nothing else. Yeah, know? another massive it's a massive question. Uh, people turn to religion for all kinds of different reasons, and not probably majority good reasons. Mm. They're uh, they're not all bad. Uh, people find comfort in religion. A lot of people take comfort in the whole life after death belief that you know that's not it if you lose a loved one that's not it 
um, you know, they're going to a better place, you might see them again. Yeah. Things like that. And if it makes you feel better, great. It makes you feel better. But like it's when people... With Tyson Fury, that's that's why I asked the question, because um, he was really inspired. I don't know if you watched... Did you watch the fight on the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we, won't go, we, won't, we won't go into specifics of that just yet, but, like, he was quite um, inspired by Jesus and like, the Christianity and his religion. So I suppose... Yeah. It's, it's, again, it's a, it's about your relationship to it, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, but it's an inspiring character, isn't it, Jesus? Mm. Yeah. Um, Muhammad, inspiring. Mm. They've, I mean, they do question, they've done questionable things. and Yeah. It's just, it baffles me why you just base your entire life over these set, a, set, a set of rules. Um, over people that you never met and yeah. potentially they never even existed. There's another theory that, I'm not saying they didn't, but there's a, there's a, there's a many mm. people who say they didn't exist in the way that we knew them, that we think they existed. Yeah, well, they definitely didn't exist in the way that they're portrayed to have. Although, the, yeah, there is evidence to suggest that certain characters did exist. Yeah. But it, going back to what you said about why people turn to religion, the, peop- the people who use religion to get their moral... Um, I don't know, they're like kind of moral blueprint... You know, that's the whole their whole moral compass is based off of the the commandments or how you're supposed to act based off the Bible. Um, there, I can't understand those kind of people because I I don't believe in religion, but I know what's right and what's wrong. Yes. Um, and if you didn't have the Torah or the Quran or whatever, then, uh, <laughs> you'd still you'd still work out what was right and wrong. Um, human yeah, this nature. Is the, this is this is the thing. Um, people think they need somebody else to tell them what's right or wrong, but I feel yeah. like we all know it, and I feel that's what people people's interpretations of religion have been guilty of in the past and and currently is it's it's allowed them to be divided from one another, you know, because they could get on with another individual and ensure they're treating them right, but as soon as they find out that they're from a different religion, there's almost a barrier there between them. Mm. Yeah, well, I've had, pe- I've had people say to me, debate, just debating, friendly debating about religion, and I've had them say to me that without my religion and belief, I'd be a bad person. Like, that's what they've mm. said. So, but, I mean, do you really have that little faith in yourself? Yeah, that's interesting. Very, very interesting. It's yeah. almost like they, 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 without the religion, they, they're fearful that they won't know the right way. They, they don't have the faith in themselves, almost, like you yeah. said. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. We go into so much detail about how and why religion's wrong. Hmm. But I don't. But then, but then, spirituality. I mean, what what do you define as spirituality? Because I don't. Just because you're not religious doesn't mean you're not spiritual. Exactly, and I feel like the big problem is is religion has become divorced from spirituality, and religion has almost. There's a quote I once read of how religion has almost destroyed spirituality, in a sense. Yeah. Because it's taken certain principles and cleverly inverted them in such a way to, so as to make them only 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 available for that religion. But mm. I mean, going back to the question of what I see spirituality as, and it's constantly evolving, is more so a personal understanding of your place in life. You know, of who you are as a person, and it's almost like whether there's going to be something else after this after this earth for me that would that would look at 
I'm very very interested in the Buddhist philosophies of past lives and karma and yeah. like reincarnation. I'm not set on it fully, but I'm also interested as well in 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 things like like we spoke quite a lot about psychedelic um psychedelic drugs and stuff like that, and that interests me quite a lot because I have a cousin in Dubai and he's been into a lot of bad stuff. He's got into quite a lot of you know drugs and stuff in mm. trouble with the law but he's taken a lot of psychedelics and he is very spiritual he is very in the sense of he speaks about when you take certain psychedelics you start to feel a almost reality breaking apart but almost yeah. an understanding that that everything is connected i mean i mean what do you think about that kind of stuff yeah so just does your cousin still do you know is he still in uh, into a lot of bad shit or has he turned it around? He, he's turned a lot around. I feel like he's still got links to that. But he's yeah. turned it a lot. Like I've got him on Snapchat. And, like, he rings me from Dubai and he speaks about all these things. And it's just mad to think because he's saying a lot of the things which I kind of know already. But yeah. it's, to come from him is quite is quite surprising. Yeah, well, I've got yeah. I've got some friends I've spoke to about this before who, who've had some insane, profound, uh, life-changing experiences with ayahuasca. Which is um, for those who don't know, what ayahuasca is, it, it's a so the, the the strongest, most powerful psychedelic drug compound known to man is DMT, and then DMT, and um, it it's found in a few plants in the Amazon or a few like maybe a thousand plants in the Amazon. Yeah. Um, but if you just take it orally, you don't have any effects. You don't have any psychedelic trip. Right, and that's ayahuasca. So if you just take that but, all, you don't. Want yeah, it. but no. But ayahuasca is so somehow the ancient Aztecs and the Amazonian people have found another plant that contains a um. It contains something that inhibits the enzyme in your stomach that stops you from, that breaks down DMT basically. Right. So you, it stops your stomach breaking down the DMT, so you can take it orally combined with this other plant, and that's what ayahuasca is. It's like a brew, um, and then you have a big long five-hour DMT trip, six-hour, whatever. And uh, yeah, so, I've had a so, few friends who've had some crazy uh, results from that. So let's just go back a little bit uh, regarding the DMT. So if you just take were to take that normally, yeah, that would that wouldn't that what would that feel like then? Nothing. So if you were to take DMT. N- normally you'd get nothing absolutely nothing but if you were to take it with combine it with this enzyme inhibitor um you'd you'd get the effects if that take it orally so if you take dmt on its own you've got to smoke it you can snort it but you've got to smoke it ideally Um, and what are the effects that it causes when you when you when you use that inhibitor uh i have never had ayahuasca i've never had it uh, I've only had free base DMT. Okay. So, th- from what I understand, ayahuasca is a lot more long drawn out kind of. You go through it. You, when you take ayahuasca, you often do it. My friends have done it down in South America, in Peru. And you, you with shaman, they take you through this ritual. You know, there's a big, there's a build up to it. You fast beforehand, and there might yeah. be a few days prep for it. And you take it and you go through this ceremony, you go through the whole process, you'd be sick, everything. You kind of, there's this idea that you're purging yourself of um, 
any like future, uh, past trauma and things like that. But then once you've gone through all that, you just have this massive long trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for one example, one of my friends, because I've, I've probably told you this, but when I used to be in the Marines, one one of my mates shot a guy point blank in the face uh, in Afghan. Yeah. And he he had severe PTSD from it. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, he, he, it, it screwed him up, mate, big style. He, anyway, ended, long story short, he ended up leaving the, the Corps, the Marines, and went to Peru and did an ayahuasca ceremony. And uh, he lived this kid's life, this kid who was shot, he lived his life from birth in real time, all during this big this ayahuasca trip, up to the point where he'd shot him. Wow. And then, yeah, and then he came, came round, finished after his trip, completely free of PTSD, cured. That literally, <laughs> cured, that literally cured him from such a thing which can end many people's lives, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I've, I've, that's not just the only story. Like I've got another mate who had another sim- a similar experience. But like, I think the main takeaway is psychedelics can really help with that kind of thing. I think psilocybin clinical trials of done clinical trials that, that show that psilocybin helps with PTSD and all sorts. That's that's the main component compound in there. Because there also there are, there are also synthetic uh, psychedelics like LSD as well, isn't there? Mm. And like I say, I, I'm guessing they're a bit different compared to like ayahuasca and what I would say are the natural psychedelics. Yeah. Well, uh, again, I can't speak from past experience. I've only had mushrooms. But that's all, all those like LSD and shrooms, you can comprehend what a trip is or was like. So if I was tripping on LSD, I'd be able to, once I've come down, tell you what just happened. Yeah. And you'd get it. And even, you know, be able to explain kind of any visuals. And But DMT is just on another level, incomprehensible. You, you almost... You fully understand it when while you're there in in the DMT land, but once you come round, if you whatever you haven't forgotten is almost impossible to to explain to people. Does that make sense? Yeah. So every what, what, what is it you feel like when you take them, like mushrooms and stuff? Or what what effects have you personally had? So mushrooms, just hallucinations and uncontrollable laughter and euphoria and that's lasted hours um and it's been really fun Mm. uh, yeah i was you see some proper weird trippy shit uh, and and reality does change and warp a little bit and everything's you get that everything's kind of breathing effect and i don't know different people get different effects from it yeah but dmt compared to that is you if you break through, if you have, if you take it a good enough dose and smoke it well enough, if you break through, you completely just transcend into another plane, another dimension, and uh, everything is completely real, mate. You're there, you're not, you're no longer a human being, and you uh, you almost forget any kind of human connection or anything. And you've got, I I often have entities. Sometimes I now trying to explain it to you. I can't really say what they look like and how they communicate with me, but they're often there showing me these amazing 
things that are going on. Is it like? Does, it's does it's really things? hard to explain a DMT trip. Mm. But I've heard a lot of people one thing. Go ahead. Well, one thing you do get from DMT, and this relates to the ayahuasca trips a little bit, is every time I've I've come round, I feel like there's a lesson, and like to have been learned. It's been a learning experience. Sometimes I don't know why. Other times I've got like, it's like an inception type. I've got an idea in my head. I need to do this. All really positive. Yeah. Um. So even the, the short, because DMT trips, free base, and then DMT smoke lasts 10 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, they f- you lose the concept of time while you're there. So it could feel like it lasted hours, whatever. But when you come round, you've just had this really condensed 10 minute crazy psychedelic experience and you do feel like oh shit you know maybe i should do this this week i'm gonna start doing this and uh you get these little positive kind of changes for the better so i can see how something like ayahuasca could cure ptsd yeah if you're getting that from a little 10 minute dmt trip but tying that back to spirituality mate so i obviously complete atheist when you die, you die. Um, don't believe in God, anything like that. Yeah. So there's no evidence, not seen any evidence. Since doing DMT, and I'm, I've done DMT a fair bit uh, over the past two years, um, since doing that, I've seen... Seen... <laughs> that sounds stupid, but seen the gods, if you like. I've seen, has it has I've, it changed your has it changed your um view yeah. of what happens after death? Yeah, what you get a lot of the time from DMT and what what the way I see it now is our what we see now our version of reality is one almost like a film like it's it's like a, a filter and you pull that filter back you kind of lift the veil of what we see when you go into a DMT trip and you're in another level, another dimension. Um, you forget about this kind of reality and you're in a completely real other place. Um, and I, I, I think that exists. I mean, it's so different to anything else and other psychedelics that, I mean, why would your brain show you that kind of thing? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. You f- it feels like it exists and this other dimension mm. so that has I think it's just another level of consciousness and I think DMT is kind of a bit of a gateway to that um, so I, also when you die your brain releases DMT that's been proven uh, numerous times your brain releases large quantities of it so in theory you know you could get this big DMT spike when you die and just move on to another level of consciousness Different existence, potentially. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's definitely food for thought. Um, and yeah. I feel, Would you like I, to try it? I mean, with me, I mean, we spoke about it quite a lot, and I've wanted to try it. But I, you know, you spoke about the ayahuasca and how they go to Peru and they fast for a few days and they prepare themselves and then they do it. Yeah. I that's something that resonates with me because I I've read it, I've read. Yeah, I've read a book about about this. It's called um, a very interesting book. It's it's, a, it's about a psychedelic drug called coyote. You ever heard of it, coyote? Yeah, it's like the captive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So there's a book. There's a book called a. It's called a separate reality by Carlos Castaneda. 
and he spoke about the whole preparation for that and the experience of how, what, how it happened and everything. It was a, such a deep book. It had a profound insight on me. And it made me want to, when I ever try these drugs, to be in the right place, prepared yeah. and ready to do it. Because I feel there's certain things you'll see, certain things I will see that I'm not ready for unless I'm prepared. That means bodily prepared, yeah. phys- physically prepared and mentally prepared. But it's definitely something I want to try, but <coughs> with, with, with the right kind of preparation. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a really good point to bring up because you you don't just go into a DMT trip willy-nilly you, you do prep for it i mean i it took me it took me a, another long period of research before i even dreamed of doing it and then i, I obviously did it on my own to start with and really? uh, on your own? yeah i was mate i was shitting myself <laughs> um but i prepared i do most before i do uh, dmt now i'll do i'll meditate i do headspace i'll listen to some alan watts do you know Alan oh, Watts? Oh yeah, he, uh, he's a very, very spiritual guy. Helped me quite yeah, a lot. I'll life. just listen. I'll just listen to some kind of, um, and I just some profound stuff, like you say. So and, is that uh, the mo- is that the motive then? I'm gonna have to try it with you, and you're gonna help me to feel prepared. Yeah, and you make sure you you make sure you're in a really safe environment. No, really chilled out. All the lighting's perfect. There's no distractions. Um, but. It, and 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 if you don't get the setting right, so I've done it before, where the, the DMT trip has been like, nah, you you know, we're not going to show you today. You you're not in the right setting for this. Like, you, your trip's not going to be good, any good. Mm. You could have smoked it brilliantly, and it's just you've got to respect it. You've got to prep for it. And when I do it with people, I I joke that I'm bloody I'm the spirit guide. <laughs> I make sure that you know. It, it's all done properly and everyone's you know it feels good yeah no, most definitely and i feel like yeah, um, definitely worth trying. that's definitely something i'm gonna definitely try we have to speak about that um and to get that arranged alongside the workout yeah. that, we're, that we're gonna plan as well yeah definitely and it, for people who want to check it out at dmt i mean i don't do any other narcotics it's so i think there's different psychedelics on a completely different um level you there should be no stigma around psychedelics. I think they're only there to help people. Um, obviously, you can get negative sides from taking psychedelics, hmm. but if you do, if you use them correctly, I think they can be amazing for people. So, if you do want to look into DMT a little bit, look up people like Terence McKenna, Graham Hancock. Oh, yeah. He's been on the um, Joe Rogan podcast, hasn't he, Terence McKenna? I don't know. I think Terence's brother went on it. I don't, ter- oh, okay. I don't know if Terence McKenna's still around. He might be dead. Oh, yeah. He passed away in 2000. Yeah. yeah, Graham Hancock's a big one. Because I got into it because all these intellectuals and academics were talking about it and talking about, you know, clinical trials with it and things. So I was like, yeah, get me on this. Like, it's not like taking, not like smoking a joint back home or whatever. Yeah, now Graham Hancock was speaking a lot about history as well, so he looked like he's quite a woke guy. So Graham Hancock, yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, it's, yeah, the good kind of woke. Yeah, know. exactly, not, not the loopy ones. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think we've been on it for, we've been on for about 40, 44, almost 45 minutes, and I'm, I don't want to keep you on too long. Um, before we do go, is there anything else you wanted to... Obviously, we're going to have to get you on again for another show, because we've, we've gone over again. We spoke yeah, about so, so many things just go so fast when we speak, but... Yeah, we know we've got things like that with especially with spirituality or religion psychedelic there's so much you can talk about god knows how you'd cover everything you'd have to just 
It's a constant debate, isn't it? It's a constant, yeah. a constant discussion, especially religion and spirituality, because there's so many different avenues you can go through. And I, I actually would love to get you on for, a, although it may be controversial, a podcast purely about religion. Because yeah, I'd love that'd to be see great. What, view, what views we have um, with each other. But is yeah. there anything you wanna you wanna give to the audience? Any message or anything you wanna plug or anything before we before we cut off? Um, no, just do do your research. I mean, like I don't pretend to be an expert. I've looked into a few of these things and I don't you know know everything about them like crypto and things like that but just it's good to put the word out there and if you fancy looking into them you know have a look do your own due diligence and maybe buy some bitcoin or take some DMT that's it so we spoke about <laughs> bitcoin spirituality religion psychedelics ancient yeah. ayahuasca, don't go to DMT. church don't go to church so you, you do this stuff. <laughs> yeah look at look outside the box basically that's what we're gonna do <laughs> yeah yeah, try yeah. stuff, try shit. Yeah, try, try shit. shit and see what works for you. And don't be scared. Lose money and... No. Life's too short anyway, isn't it? It is too short to be scared. Well, Kurt, it's been a it's been a pleasure getting you on. Let me know when you want to come on again. We'll have to get you on again. And, as uh, always, Jay, should we do the religion one? That's going to be a specific topic yeah. we're going to do as well. Yes. Cool. So, yeah. All right, cool then. All right. Thanks, mate.